Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. Producer Terry's here too. It has been almost four months since the last time we recorded a podcast, so hopefully we remember how to do this. Uh. This year we are doing The 10th Planet, written by Kit Pedler and Jerry Davis, directed by Derek Martinus, aired October 8th to the 29th of 1966. Jill. Yep. This is the part where I ask you where you think it fell on a certain poll. While we were in our break, I found a digital copy of the Doctor Who magazine that did the 50th anniversary poll. We have been using the 35th anniversary poll. Oh, man. You threw us all off. Yeah, this isn't even fair. This is rigged now, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I'm going to ask you guys. So today I spent the first 90 minutes at work type, like hand typing every uh, entry into this poll and then removing all the new Who stuff. And then I also used, in 2006, they did a Mighty 200 poll, because at that point there had been 200 stories, or up up through David Tennant's specials, there were 200 stories, so they did a poll called the Mighty 200. So I have all three of these polls. You know, the top 10 and the bottom 10 are basically the same, but like some stories in the middle can get pretty different. For example... The story we watched for our last podcast, The War Machines, in the 1998 poll, it was 56. In the 2006 poll, it was 77. And in the 2013 poll, it was 82. So it progressively got worse (laughs) as time went on. But like that 1998 poll, these are the people that were still subscribing to Doctor Who magazine when the show had been off the air for nine years and there was no, like, reboot in sight. And they were still getting this magazine every month. 2006, you know, the show was up and running. It was the most popular it had ever been. David Tennant was the doctor, you know, just coming off of David Tennant being the doctor. And then the 50th anniversary poll was also huge. So I'm going to ask you guys which poll you want to use. The 50th anniversary we started with the 35th anniversary we've been using or the mighty 200 from 2005, 2006. I think so. I think the 50th is the most fair because we've seen, you know, a fair amount of the episodes, not a fair, some at least. <laughs> well, you've seen all of new who, right, like, <laughs> so you, so, at least so it's what we're like comparing it to, you know, I'm saying we haven't seen all the, old who but we like we at least that's well, what we I've, compared to. I've pulled out all the new who stories and just left the old who ones but in order. But it'll still order. compare with it right? So like uh, people have those in mind no. when they're rating. They're in their mind but also I think there's more fans that maybe don't know those older stories as well 
And so they're maybe just throwing some boats out there. Oh, just like, even, this one sounds yeah. cool. But these 1998 fans, like, they knew these stories. <laughs> they were hardcore. We can stick with the 50th for now. We can always mix it up. I'll always, like, kind of look at all three lists and just kind of tell you how they're different. All right. So, Jill, you can go first. On the Doctor Magazine 50th anniversary poll, out of 156, I think, classic stories, where does the 10th planet fall? I'm trying to imagine it without the animated. I'm going to go. Well, that's the only way people have been able to see it. <laughs> who are alive. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's not true, but... Um, I'm gonna go with, uh... This isn't my opinion. 28. <laughs> <laughs> Alex? Uh, I'm gonna go... The preface. <coughs> this is Excuse just me. the best. <laughs> it's not my opinion. But I... I have reasons. Do we say preface? No. Preface. I always say preface. <laughs> I read more than I talk to people, so I've always said it that way <laughs> in my head. It's a very Midwestern way of saying a word. We can't. Jill, quit hitting your microphone. It's turbo. There's a lot of well, static. Stop turbo from hitting your microphone. I can't. Turbo. I'm, hey. Like I'm on. literally stationary. I'm turbo. stuck here. Alex, did you say a number? I did not. Could you? <laughs> I was waiting for all the bullshit to stop. <laughs> it's not going to. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with uh, 86. Terry. 48. Sam. 32. Cody. I'd like to... Uh... I'd like to say one, Jake. No. Wait. So you, <laughs> what? So you're all like, you're all in the top 50, right? Who is lowest? Who had the lowest number? I did. Alex. I you said won. 86. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, who had the next lowest? I said 48. Okay. So in the 50th anniversary poll, it's 53. So Terry's very close. Ooh. In the 2006 or 2005, I didn't get the exact year. In the Mighty 200 poll, it's 37. And in the 1998 poll, it's 26. So it's one that has slowly been falling as time has gone on. But in the 50th anniversary, it is 53. Terry's your winner. Boo. Boo, you suck. We will have another game later <laughs> in the show Thanks. so you guys can get... You can redeem yourselves. But... Before any redemption happens for any of you losers, <laughs> it is time for America's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 40-second plot synopsis. How do you get to go? Uh, there's a snow place, and there's a ship in the sky, and they're like, we're going to bring you down. And he doesn't come down. He crashes into a fucking planet. There's a, fuck, there's a planet. It's Mondas. Nobody knows that. The doctor knows that. And then there's cyber people. They show up. They got big old heater groin protectors that kill you and then they take over the base they're like guess what we're sucking your energy and everybody at base is like that's per that's cool it'd be cooler if you didn't and then they do it anyway but then their planet like fucking it just absorbs too much energy cracks apart and breaks apart and they try and nuke it but they're like too late the planet already cracked apart and they didn't nuke anything and then the guy dies and uh time 
Yeah, perfect. C- cyber people. <laughs> Pretty good for having not watched the episode in a week. So, for those listening, which is everybody, you can only listen to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> This we story... are rusty. <laughs> He's right. This story is right. Not... Chill. <laughs> this story is not on BritBox, so we couldn't watch it the way we normally do. Also, if that's normally the case, or if that's the case, I usually like get a couple DVDs and kind of send them around to everybody. Um, but this one is out of print in the states, so a copy is like seventy dollars. And I have one from you know 2013 when it came out, and. Uh, so I sent it over to Jill and Alex like a week ago and they had to watch it really quick so they could send it over to Cody and Sam so they could watch it really quick so they could send it over to me and Terry so we could watch it real quick. For some of us here, it, it's it been a little while since they've seen it. Jill. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you're, you were the longest one to have watched it and the shortest attention span. Mm-hmm. So we probably did this the wrong way around. Yep. We did not quickly watch it either. We <laughs> took a long time. Well, Jill, since you watched it the longest ago, why don't you tell us what you thought about this one? I liked the introduction of the Cyberman. Um, nice. It's It's been a while since I watched, so it's kind of fun. Like, it's a little refreshing to start with. Every but time. then I remembered... What classic who is like? Preach. Um, I feel like there wasn't enough. You mean dope AF? I don't. I don't mm. mean to do any spoilers, but it's not a spoiler for anyone, right? I didn't feel like there was enough doctor time for this being the doctor's last episode. Uh, There's one very good reason for that: is that William Hartnell got bronchitis and couldn't make it for the shooting of the third episode. Well, that's a bummer. I yeah. did not notice. <laughs> he was the sh- the episode starts with him just collapsing, yeah, and it's his it's his double um sitting in like with the wig on and it's just shot from behind, and then they just go put him in bed, and every once in a while someone walks up and like pokes him, they're like, "Hey, wake up, and he's like, you know it doesn't, and then the fourth episode just so there's a lot of dialogue in the third episode given to other people, like at one point Ben goes. Well, the doctor said that if we let the planet just keep absorbing the energy, it'll just absorb too much and um, and die. And the doctor never said that. That's a line the doctor was supposed to say, but he wasn't there. So everyone just kind of had to speak for him. And my final, final thought before we get into a lot of details, I think this one had a lot of potential for being higher on my radar. But when the Cybermen yeah. talked, I wanted to shoot myself, and then that ha- that's all that happened in episodes three and four. It was the Cybermen talking, and I <laughs> could not handle it. Like, you mean every- you don't like the way that they talk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like I was lo- I'm losing it right now just thinking about it. But y- your <laughs> mouth isn't a perfect O the entire time. It's just nails on a chalkboard, and it's so freaking bad. <laughs> The best part is that they just open their mouths and it comes out like it makes them super scary. But you and I talked last week, Jill, after you just watched it and you said that you didn't that the the voice pissed you off. And I remember thinking the same thing. It's been a while since I've seen this. It's been a while. And uh, and uh, <laughs> I watched it this time and I, I didn't hate it. I actually kind of liked it. Oh, and then my wa- God. Terry and I watched the making of documentary on the DVD today. And everyone's like, man, the voice was so awesome. 
maybe I need new speakers then, because that's all I can fixate on. Couldn't handle it. I don't know what happened in three and four, to be honest. I think you just need to be from 1960. <laughs> no. Like Jake and Terry. No. You know, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of now I'm thinking about it? It reminds me of the auto-tune news, if anyone's ever seen that. Yes. <laughs> Where, yeah. like, so now I want to kind of see this episode with like a backbeat on it and then the Cybermen just going hard. <laughs> Spitting well, bars. That's kind of what it was. So the guy who did the voice, he's also the guy that was doing the voice of the Daleks at the time. Pretty sure. Um, he, or he would later, can't remember the order, but anyway, he showed up, didn't really have any instruction in the script or anything for how they talked. Um, so he just wanted it to sound like it was a computer. Like it's a bunch of pre-recorded syllables being put together in a machine, kind of like a speaking spell or something. And that's just what he came up with, like this sing-songy, whatever. I think it worked pretty good. Um, Alex, what do you think of this one? Uh, it was good. Not your first time. No, it was not my first time. It was fun uh, watching it again. Uh, I I was thinking this was the other one where the Cybermen are on the moon. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. Oh, the moon base. Because I was like, oh, here, it's going to transition into the thing. But it, it never came. And I was like, wait, this is the other one. And like thinking about it, those two are very similar stories. Um, very similar, different doctors, yeah. but the moon base is very soon. We'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. Terry, also not your first time. We did this one in our brother's episode on either Ben or Polly. I can't remember. There's so few Ben and Polly episodes or stories out there that we did all of them. Uh, I think this one was time, Polly we did. Yeah, this, there have been some yeah. more animations that have come out since we did that, but at the time we did just everything we could. Terry? Um, I enjoyed it. It was good. For the time when this would have been shot, would have been super exciting to watch and see uh, this idea and like this other planet that's like a sister planet to Earth. Super neat idea. But dear God, the whole <laughs> just the inside the base drama that was going on was just was so great. much and extreme. <laughs> and it's just that general was losing his shit. <laughs> I think if you're a little kid at the time, it would would have been like super exciting because like our we've never seen in Doctor Who humans have like any success versus aliens of any kind or monsters of any kind. And in this one, they like they, they drop all those that initial yeah. group of Cybermen that come up. And then they're, like, ready when the next group comes. And they're like, fuck you guys. Like, we're humans. <laughs> we shoot people yeah. and we win. They appropriated their weapons and they're like, these are ours now. We can kill you now. <laughs> yep. And it's all thanks to Ben. Cody, you said this was number one. So what would you think of this one? Hey, Jake. Find that mirror I suggest. Wait, no, it's a picture of me that you keep on your desk. <laughs> yeah, a mirror would show me me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at we'll explain mirrors okay, later. Well, <laughs> different episode. Keep this in mind. Mabar is touching the ground for <laughs> old who. But that being said, there's robot people, crazy yep. dictator military leaders, espionage, yep. planets uh -huh. blowing up, nuclear <laughs> weapons, and <laughs> lots of death. For old who? This is reaching into realms untouched by the writers. <laughs> I praise them for trying. This, the costumes 
are shit. The acting <laughs> is terrible. The cinematography is so bad. That's all fine, though. It's a coherent story, although, like, it happens um, fast. All parts of it are mediocre, but that's fine. <laughs> well, we'll have to have another talk one day about what you mean when you say cinematography, but we don't need to right now. Uh, close-ups on faces. I'll just say that. Like, I don't <laughs> need to see the pores of your ear. <laughs> not, not a lot of space, man. But actually, I think the sets are great. And they actually did do a really good job with the space they had. But yeah, to your point, um, we we had kind of touched on it when we did the War Machines on our last podcast, that the War Machines was the first story that this new production team, the new producer and the new script editor, um, got to do. And they wanted more Earth-based military alien invasion stories. And this was... There, there was a story in between the War Machines and this one that we didn't get to watch because it's missing. But uh, this this is what they wanted. And Jerry Davis, the script editor, actually co-wrote this one. So this this is kind of where the show is going with these people in charge. So maybe uh, there's some more stuff coming up that you'll enjoy as much. Sam. Jake. Same question. That was pretty good. Get a shift on. First regeneration, which is exciting. And mm-hmm. first time seeing the Cybermen coming from New Who going to Old Who. First time seeing them officially was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. That that made the story worth watching. <laughs> the first Cyberman story. I was wondering if you guys noticed that that was regeneration because it's kind of weird with the animation. The second he said, like, things are not over. Funny and he was story. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Cody and Sam, four months ago, when they thought the next, or I oh, had said, oh, hey, the next this. story. No, they didn't watch this. They watched the next one because I oh. thought this was on BritBox. So I said it was on BritBox. So they just hit play next on BritBox and they watched Power of the Daleks, the next story <laughs> we're doing. Ta-da! Already done. Remember everything that happened, and the guy is <laughs> a weirdo. So they they just start a story, and there's a whole new doctor. <laughs> they just we were down with never... it. He plays a flute or a doot, recorder. Doot. I don't remember what it was. Well, I'll I'll, I'll send you the Blu-ray. You can watch it in uh, HD. <laughs> Holy smokes, Blu-ray HD. That's almost 4K. Yeah, but like HD of the animation that they have. Ooh. <laughs> so HD 420p. <laughs> I've got I've got a regular DVD and I've got a steelbook for it, I think. Nice. Look at this is the guy with the stuff. It's like he likes Doctor Who. No shot. Little bit. Trying to look up something and I keep forgetting, so I'm just scrolling for no reason. Are you looking up <laughs> where Cutler is from? Because it's not England. The general? Yeah. Well, he's he's an oh. American, right? Are we talking accents? Uh, no. Yeah, he's supposed to be. A, he's a Canadian actor. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be American. He's like an American military. Was the snow base an American base? I never really. No, it was an, an international base. It was like, yeah. an, it was like a United Nations joint effort. Yeah. So, like, I think the guy, like the commissioner guy that they kept calling, was supposed to be French. Um, there's a guy in like African garb there. Um, the first the, two guys were of different nationality as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's the, a French dude with the naked. The black on the dude wall. was from Bermuda. That guy's Italian, not French. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, it's an international. So that was um another thing Jerry Davis wanted was like an international cast. Uh, William Hartnell, who's super racist, was a real big dick to the non-white people. Oh no, Jesus! Then he got bronchitis, and then he died. Correct. (laughs) There's a resounding theme when you watch like all the special features and the interviews with cast during the first Doctor's era. Everybody who worked with William Hartnell just says, "Yeah, he could be a little curmudgeonly." But he was always super good with me. And like, you know, what the stuff he was mad about was about making the show better. He wasn't like rude to me. And I I learned so much from him. And we had a great relationship. Except for the actors that played Ben and Polly. They absolutely hated him. (laughs) And uh, this story in particular, they felt embarrassed just to have him around because of the way he was behaving. And um, they also are the only companions the only actors that also got to work with the second doctor patrick troughton and he is universally loved and thought of as just a really good dude so they're like they have this compare and contrast of how easy things can be with a much nicer guy um but also during their time william hartnell knows that he's leaving and he's really just not doing well just amps up the racism <laughs> the story before this, uh, before all that kind of bore out, they they just didn't like the guy. He was just mean and rude and just kind of scary. And it was really just about trying to get through the day. And the, this story and the one before are actually the first two stories of season four. And I've read somewhere, I can't really get confirmation on this, that Hartnell's contract was up at the end of season three because they're yearly contracts. And so he's the lead of this show right now, basically with like a guest star contract just to kind of keep the show going until they can pass it on. Uh, so he's just like pissed. <laughs> just in, and But he also is like really focused and like during rehearsals, he wants to do such a good job because it's his last one. And like his health is deteriorating. Um, the stories are more complicated. He doesn't know these new actors. And so he's just getting more and more frustrated. They hire people of color. <laughs> like, <laughs> our pets' heads are falling off. And Italians. You know. <laughs> I don't think that guy was actually <laughs> Italian. Oh. <laughs> anyway, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and then we'll just kind of go. Um, you, I think, Cody, you brought up the uh, costumes. The Cybermen costumes, I'm assuming you're talking about, not just the military clothes. The We actually looked up the military, like... Ranks? Ranks, yeah. And we could not quite figure out where Cutler's ranks are from. They didn't look anything... You know, well, they were three stars, right? Yeah, like in a so, pyramid, though. Yeah. Maybe he was Canadian. So he, I think he was supposed to be American. I don't know if Canada is the same thing. I mean, we have three I mean, it could have. No did we look up old ranks? Was he on a moose? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think he was on a moose, but you are right. So that's, not Canadian. Yeah, that's the but deciding he, factor. And he also he also said, damn it, instead of A. So 
True American. <laughs> he almost never said sorry. <laughs> okay. oh, sorry. All right, do we? I feel like Canada's been written on the board like twenty-five times. <laughs> fucking roasted Canada. They've got to cover. I mean, we we live we live almost ninety miles away from Canada, so we're clearly way oof. different than them. Their military brass is it's actually on flannel. So, <laughs> um, the last thing I want to bring. Oh, so about the costumes, the non-military costumes. Um, again, on the DVD, there's a lot of praise given to costume designer, uh, Sandra Reed, who basically designed the Cybermen and in the script, they're a lot different. And there's just stuff where it's like, well, we can't do that. That costs too much. There's going to be like a third arm that came out of their chest. There's going to be like human faces with a metal scalp, like a lot of, a lot of different iterations. And basically I've seen interviews with her and any, anytime she talks about the Cybermen, she always says how embarrassed she is by how popular they got because she did not try. <laughs> she's like, she's like, this is dumb. You can this tell. show, this show is tanking. No one's ever going to see this. I'm slapping this together, and then it was hugely popular. Like this episode started with five million viewers and ended with seven and a half. Like it was. I mean, also there's a regeneration, so they. She put pantyhose over their heads and put a box over them. Like, my three-year-old <laughs> could make that outfit. But didn't. And she got paid with <laughs> So anyway, the next, time, the next time we see them, she, like, they kind of get a redesign. She cinches it up, but she has to use the same basic designs, so she can't, like, really redo it. So she kind of just has to keep it the same while, like, sprucing it up a little. Their weapons yeah, she were also, like poorly thrown together they're like here have this light and just pretend that it shoots things <laughs> nah it's literally a stove uh griddle thing a stove I mean, heating <laughs> element look look me in the eye and say that's any better than the dalek like snake tongue thing <laughs> you know like there's a whatever. dalek snake tongue what? thing what you don't yeah. remember like the little like snake oh, tongue thing with on, like the little the first streamers time? yeah the Dalek gun yeah, in the sixties, yeah. oh. like actually, like shoots out a little thing. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so it's on par. To yeah, what no, you are absolutely come right. Up well, you need something. You need something visual to show that yeah. a shot is being shot. So in this case, it's a light, which is easy. And in that case, it's a little snake tongue that sticks out. I will yeah. say, uh, with with these Cybermen. It really brought me back to uh, Bill's episode when she was like being slowly converted into that and just seeing like the steps to it and how horrifying it is. It Yeah, that's the whole point of that story. Yeah, it just makes me it makes me appreciate this like, this original iteration of it because it is so mm -hmm. horrifying of what it actually is. And in that story or no, not that story. The next one, Twice Upon a Time. Some of the scenes from this story are reshot because um, David Bradley's playing the first Doctor just as he's about to regenerate. And so they, they reshoot some of the stuff like um, the Doctor and Polly being captured on the Cyberman ship. And so go back and look at those sometimes. It's really cool how they do it. And it looks great. Sorry, Cody, I cut you off. I just should. think it's really interesting that this is the live action predecessor to our boy, 
Captain Half a Cyber Helmet. Uh, what'd you just say? What oh. are you talking about? Oh, the Sarah, big general. God, dude? what is his name? Yeah. What? If you can what? think of it's his the, name. The Frankenstein guy. The, the angry Frankenstein Cyberman. Oh, 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 um. Oh, a shot. A shot. Oh, Imagine yeah. if a shot showed up and he's like, I Let's, will before get. Before we imagine oh. that. What did you say <laughs> that you thought was going to get us to a shot and somehow did get Alex there? Captain hey. Half a Helmet? Yeah, we have I the was same there. brain. Oh. We have the same brain. And I think that's a the, great clue. You have the same broken brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because hey, who else has Half a Helmet? Yeah. Ex- answer the question he asked. I guess I don't think of it as a helmet. You don't think of it as a helmet. It is clearly a helmet. I didn't hear you say that part. I heard the rambling of the Yeah, you're wearing headphones right next to me. You don't have like an audio <laughs> yeah. that's literally beamed energy into your ears. I was you so did very trail confused. Off. <laughs> it's by design. It's trail by. on, my guy. Trail on. <laughs> Polly got to make coffee. Hey, so much Molly. coffee. Hey, good job, Pop. Holly really got the yeah, got the real sexism no, part. In, of... There will be egregious cases of uh, female companions, particularly Polly, just making coffee. But in this case, it gets a pass because she's trying very hard not to be escorted away and put into like the the bunk bed room <laughs> with the doctor and yeah. and Ben. So she's just trying to be like, oh, I, hey, I could make coffee, and then. She's like talking to the scientists and like nudging them along and getting him on their side. So there's at least an agenda here. She's not just like, oh, I'll make coffee because I'm the girl. Yeah, the woman in the kitchen agenda. You oh, know, God. Well, let's hear them out first before we. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not take it off the table. <laughs> Watching this with Jake, as soon as they got into the snow base. <laughs> Jake was like, "Oh, Polly's in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this base full of dudes who've been there for two months without seeing a female are just like, "Oh yeah, oh a boy." Hyper masculine like, military. Nobody men. asks like, "Why? How do these people just show up in the middle of the South Pole?" They're just like, "Pretty girl." Okay, speaking of showing up at the base, outside the TARDIS with the karate chops, I can't with the karate chops. <laughs> you better get on board with the karate chops, dude. <laughs> You're not going to like the third Doctor very much then. <laughs> I love the third Doctor. He's great. <laughs> Just karate chopping everything. Didn't Matt Smith say he was like proficient in some kind of... No, that was Nardal. Nardal? too. Or Nardal was the one who did it, I think. It, Nardal did do it. Well, first question, why do you remember Nardal? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't remember Nardal? Because he's dope? I, yeah, sure, he's dope, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> what was the story they had in mind when they created the arc for General Cutler? Because he's just kind of a dick. And then he's a dick whose kid is in danger. And then it just seems like he's a dick for the sake of being a dick. He's the most unlikable, likable character in the whole thing. And then throwing in the arc where they're like, and we're going to put his son in mortal danger after he volunteered his life to save humanity. 
I mean, a couple other people in, in Zeus 4. He was just going up there to save those other two astronauts. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> Humanity not, wasn't I at mean, risk I mean, there's yet. humans in there, isn't there? They, yeah. Checkmate. But uh, they're... Like humanity he was means sent the because whole. he's uh, <laughs> he's an astronaut. He's a pilot. Like he was, that was that's his job. And uh, yeah, if uh, it's clearly a case of nepotism because his dad's a general, and he wasn't prepared and he deserves to die. True. He went up by himself too. Like yeah, he where was is by his himself. team? I think the yeah, and you know what? He was fine. Maybe he he's circled just Earth like, like forty two times. <laughs> he's just like no his power. dad. Like he volunteered. Right, because they needed one person because they were like, you're probably going to die. So they just wanted a brave volunteer. And everybody hated him. So when he volunteered, they're like, hell yeah, dodged a bullet. Put him in there. Yeah, <laughs> so I think the like the writing of the general and then putting the son in that situation made it have stakes for that character. Because then like, if you just have a general yeah. going off script and like trying to do everything he can to throw a nuke at something... That's kind of weird, but like if it's if he's like I need to save my son, then that makes a little bit more sense, you know? Yeah, he's supposed to be unraveling. Yeah, he's unraveling slowly. Let me pose the stakes for you. So the <laughs> 10th planet shows up and is going to kill everybody on your planet. Convert everybody yeah. on the planet. Yeah. I mean they say convert, <laughs> but we all know what it means. But I mean, as a general, if that's the stakes and you get your orders, you're like, well, I guess I wait for Brass to tell me what to do. But if your son's up there, you're like, fuck him. I'm going to throw a nuke at him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, that makes I, I love, more sense. I love the scene with him and, like, the commissioner and his reasoning. He's like, uh, commissioner, by the way, I want to use the Z-bomb. And they're like, uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> and he goes, okay, but um, but you agree I should, like, use whatever force I feel necessary to fight the Cyberman. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 do that. He's like... You heard him, guys. We can use the Z bomb. Let's do this. <laughs> I, and it wasn't even a slow burn. That was like an immediate turnaround. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Political like, arguments. Like if you're that commissioner, you gotta be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the bomb. Like just, I just want to reiterate. Yeah, that not the bomb. That guy <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> a very interesting follow up. <laughs> the scene, like the oh, go, yep. The scene where, uh, uh. Uh, Bill? The companion? Ben? Ben. Ben? I knew- <laughs> that was the sound of me pouring wine, by the way. <laughs> knew it the whole time. Get a shift on. the cork. Was like uh, sabotaging the Z-bomb, and the general just comes in and sees him with his head <laughs> stuck in there. Hurt. Just eats him over the rail. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking murders him. But he doesn't die. That was... The, fir- the first time I saw that, I hysterically laughed out loud. Because it was like, it's a big bump. Like, that was a stunt and a half. Yeah, that was an awesome stunt. It was, that was pretty wild. That And that guy was fully into it. Like, he didn't, he didn't, like, stammer his movements. He just straight up did the backflip, prayed Jesus, whatever was catching him, was going to catch him. And... <laughs> Well, then when Ben wakes up, he's just like, fuck, I am in so much pain. <laughs> and and Polly's just like, yeah, 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 like we're we're near the end game here. He's like, dude, I need a minute. <laughs> but you can tell, like that guy was, he was excited to it act. His cutler barely like grabbed him and threw him and he sold it harder than 
I've seen some people sell some stunners in WWE, and that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how the cyber. So I think it was the second. Ep- it was the second episode. Cybermen were just killing everybody, or killing. Mm-hmm. They're just like subtle, like grab, and people are dead. It was the best. Just like no explanation, just like we touch yeah. you, you die. And then all of a sudden they're like, fine. Like nobody's like, oh, let's hide from them. Like, let's just coexist. It's fine. Just don't touch them. Yeah. They're just hang like when they first show up and the doctor's like yelling at everyone, like, hey, look, they're just standing right there. And they're just like, Hey, we we live here now. <laughs> like we're we're just gonna work in your office. Can you uh someone show me how this communication thing works? The the humans were actually pretty scary in this one. Like even though the Cybermen showed up, they're like, "We'll kill you." After they dispatched the first group, and the second group showed up, and they just murdered them all. Yeah, they just set a bunch of guns outside, and they're like, "They're not even gonna get in here." Straight up, <laughs> we got this. Yeah, and then, like when they were talking to the Geneva head control, like, "Yeah, the next group that comes, we'll take care of them. No problem. We got it." Yeah, not even worried. They gotta start spreading those guns, like, around the world, because there's Cybermen everywhere. Yeah, I yeah. want a grill gun. <laughs> Cooks a steak yeah, in two Jill, seconds. back to what you were saying about the Cybermen just, like, touching people. For us, like, retrospectively, it kind of makes sense, because we see when the Cybermen first come back in season, t- or series two, um, that they just touch people on the shoulder, and they, like, electrocute them, and we see the electricity going through them. Uh, but this is 1966, and they just touch them, and then they just collapse. They could make so, like, like a noise. They could or... do the like, right? classic kind of thing. But I don't, I don't even know if that's what they were going for. They might have been going for like a Vulcan death pinch or something. <laughs> but uh, just in like my mind, just like filled in the gaps because we had seen it before. But yeah, and then when the one Cyberman um, puts down Polly to like tie her up for like the flight to Mondas. He just like squeezes her head <laughs> and she passes out and Terry goes, did he just snap her neck? <laughs> <laughs> no more Polly. Bye, Polly. Um, no more coffee. I thought the miniatures were really fun to watch. Like they were built great. But just those scene, I love the when they're they're getting the large rocket or the bomb to load and it's it's like tense extreme music and you've got these guys going back and forth and then you just see this tiny little rocket coming out of this model <laughs> just like all right detach the wires and it's like yay <laughs> i thought it was hilarious they they did have some good ones uh like the 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 shot of the, the both times the cybermen uh Touching down in Antarctica was pretty cool, too. I just know that there's, like, a bunch of, uh, like, wires and shit, but it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's way better than the Dalek Invasion of Earth saucer. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're learning. Yeah, the, Cody, it was the scene when they, like, when, they're, when they landed their ship to, like, come on to the base. Oh, yeah. That's all, like, miniatures, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Terry. Hey, what? Um, what'd you think of Polly's outfit? 
I really liked her winter coat. She looked real good in that. Um. Otherwise, the Aruga. rest of the outfit was suitable for the times of what she had. It looked fine. What did you want me to say? <laughs> I was just pulling up Twitter and I just need you to fill some time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I thought everyone else looked great. Um, all of your scientists and stuff had different personalities and what they were wearing, so that was good to help differentiate which dickhead was who. Um, <laughs> right, and not everyone was military. There were just some scientists there. Yeah. Like uh, Barclay, I think, is the tall guy who's the main scientist. The glasses dude, yeah. Um, but yeah, going off of the Cybermen, uh, oh man, yeah, it looked like a hodgepodge of, you've got 30 minutes to make an outfit, go! <laughs> and like, I, I, I bought it, it was great, until I saw they just had like human hands, and I think in the extras, <laughs> they said like, that. oh yeah, the, <laughs> the dirt costume designer forgot to make gloves, so then makeup just painted their hands gray, oh. and... For like, on TV, which you cannot tell. Yeah, like that. It probably would have been great for the actors to see, but like for us, it was just like, well, that looks silly. I don't know. Every every podcast I listen to, which is a lot, whenever they talk about this one, they always bring up the human hands, and they say it's scarier. Everybody, it, it does give like, it a they, like. The human hands yeah. is creepy as shit. Agreed. And just going back to Bill's episode, like it's a slow. Like, this is their iteration at this time, but, like, we know where it goes, and it is it is just terrifying. Yeah, and for anyone who's curious what Alex is talking about, it's 12th Doctor and his companion Bill when she gets converted into a Mondasian Cyberman. Dude. I can't remember the name of the story. That story mm, that's, a, that's a chef's kiss story. And it, it ends with the Doctor, the Doctor Falls. I can't remember the name of the first one. Hey, anyway, you want to do some tweets? Tweet, 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 tweet. That's a yes. Well, <laughs> good to know. At least one of us speaks, Sam. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I put it out there on Twitter, just wondering what people thought about this one. James at JamesSwift95 says, I think it might be my least favorite regeneration. Imagine if halfway through Time of the Doctor, Matt Smith was like, yeah, and I'm going to lie down. Wake me up when I'm Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, there was no uh, speech or anything. But, I mean, it was the first one, so how do you know how it's going to go, you know? Yeah, there's nothing to compare it to at this point. They're not considering it regeneration. They're not considering ever doing it again. They just needed a way to get away from this actor who had started the role. The and head look of drama. where we are today. Yeah. The head of drama really wanted to keep it going. Um, the way they go from the second to the third Doctor, which you guys will see one day, is kind of another interesting cheat. It's not until the third Doctor regenerates into the fourth Doctor that they really um, do a proper regeneration and kind of explain it as that. And I, it might not even be until the next one when they say the word regeneration. I can't remember. Uh, let's see. Janelle Hobbs at J. Christine H. Hey, guys, remember Janelle Hobbs? Yeah, yeah. I remember Janelle Welcome Hobbs. back. I am happy to see the couples make it to the first regeneration. That's you guys. I was not reading that sentence in a way that was familiar. <laughs> <We're the> couples. <laughs> Look at us. 
<laughs> I'm gonna start over. I was I was thinking about something else. Um, I'm happy to see the couples make it to the first generation. With this story, welcome to the base under siege template, which we will see a lot of. Overall, I think it's a great story and a wonderful introduction to the Cybermen. Although I admit it might not be as memorable if not for the regeneration. One major note: I think in the "Have You No Emotions" scene, the serial continues an element of character growth for the Doctor that was seeded when Stephen confronted him in Massacre, which we didn't watch, and was highlighted when the Doctor confronted the War Machines in The War Machines. The Doctor has become more bold and upfront about his mission to do good and help people rather than being a bystander. He's becoming far more proactive than reactive, which really sets up the second Doctor well, who, by the way, is my favorite Doctor, so I'm excited to hear what the couples will think. Oh, hell yeah. Those Already are some big seen them. Looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, during Jill's 30th birthday, we were in Las Vegas, and a man approached me because I was wearing a Doctor Who shirt. And he asked me who my favorite doctor was. And I said Patrick Troughton, which was true at the time. It changes uh, every day. But... Jake is what you would call Dr. Fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day. But um, he was so disappointed in me. But he was he was a guy who worked on Doctor Who in the 80s. He was a British dude. And him and his uh, work partner uh, did props. And they built Daleks, and he used to have a Dalek in his garage. And he was so sad that he had let it go over the years. But That's so uh, sick. Didn't he, like, lose it in a divorce or something weird? What? Well, his his split from his business partner. Oh. Not his... A work divorce. Marriage partner. It. Yeah. Uh, BT Flippity Gigget at Your Cool 91 says... The Cybermen are already frightening baddies in their first appearance. The disagreement between Cutler and Barclay is effective, tense, and dramatic. Ben and Polly are great, and the Doctor gets a few awesome moments confronting the Cybermen. The regeneration is meh, but I could forgive that due to the show not knowing just how important it was. I mean, for all they knew, the show could have been cancelled after the next season. This could have easily been a one-off plot device, rather than a core part of the lore. Great story, solid 8.5 out of 10. Glad to see I got folks on my side. James Courtney and Mr. J. Courtney says, those Cybermen are great. If you like dot matrix printers. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? I gotta say, I'm I'm so happy to be hearing like tweets again. Like just from <laughs> yeah. people. This is this is great. I did go a long time not That's asking. That's it, guys. D D's canceled. Pod every week. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing a lot of D D on the subsequent Wednesdays because we had Loaded up a bunch of podcasts, and then I, at work, am very busy at the end of the year. So for like October, November, I didn't have time. Uh, so I was putting out like one podcast a month, which is I had intended to do every other week. It just didn't happen. So, but now we're all out of podcasts, so we need to record one. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, <laughs> it is and Happy New Year. Yeah, and it's Groundhog Day tomorrow, and so happy let's that just get ahead of it. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Maybe we'll see you at Easter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> big, big, yeah. <laughs> um, Matt from the Neither Time Nor the Space podcast at Mr. Matt 1985, I went to a year he was born, says it's absolute garbage, oh. but kind of but kinda the best type of garbage. 
Hartnell in bed most of it. Check. Awful looking Cyberman. Check. Amazing backflip when Ben punches that one guy over the railing. Check. It's the other <laughs> way around, but that's okay. But yeah, it's garbage. Lovely, garbage. lovely, lovely garbage. That describes his feelings on Doctor Who altogether, I feel. <laughs> It's like it's like garbage that's mostly barbecue sauce and rib. Like it smells <laughs> fine. I think Matt's missing Doctor Who. They're doing on their podcast right now alternating seasons of Sarah Jane and Torchwood, and he just did uh, an appearance on the Adventure in Space and Time podcast where they did Reign of Terror, first Doctor story, and he just seemed. Like, he didn't like it, but he just seems so happy to be watching Doctor Who again instead of those other two much, much worse <laughs> that shows. Was... So they're not liking Torchwood. That was us when we were, like, watching Old Who, and then all of a sudden we had a new Who episode and rated it, like, 100 out of 10. Because <laughs> it's just so much better. <laughs> I keep thinking whenever we watch classic episodes, which is few and far between right now, I'm like, can't we just watch a new episode? I don't even care what it is. Give me the worst one. <laughs> I will happily watch it and yep. talk about it. Yep. To answer your question, no. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Mrs. McCrimmon and Mrs. J. McCrimmon. Holy Holy shit. Hold I don't on. even remember she the needs song. A song. What? Hold on. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. J. McCrimmon. <laughs> You'll be smitten. Nope. Mrs. J. McCrimmon. <laughs> Yeah! Right? Is that right? It is now. Pretty close. Oh, it's close. Right, you made it. <laughs> she tweeted a gif of the animated version of the regeneration and says, look at that sexy transition. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, what does everybody think of this after or since having seen Twice Upon a Time? Which I know you guys don't remember. Most nope. of you. But we kind of talked about it. Having seen David Bradley play the first Doctor at this point of his life, seeing some of these scenes reshot, I do recommend going back and watching it. But you guys don't remember any of that shit. Accurate. Nope. I was like, which one? Facts. <laughs> the name is familiar. It's Peter Capaldi's last episode. Is there where snow? Where him and the first Doctor... Yes. Yes? It's the Christmas episode. Uh, the boys over at the Who Can Convince You podcast, I think Harry runs their Twitter, says, It's great. I wore out my VHS that came in a Cyberman tin. Oh, I, I've seen those. And bought a replacement. That's how much I like it. I love the base set and how it's used. The Cybermen are bloody glorious. Also, twice upon a time can get fucked. <laughs> uh, go listen to the Who Can Convince You podcast if you want to listen to two guys that do not like new Who. <laughs> and go through a whole bunch of the stories just saying that they're bad. Oh, no. <laughs> that, no, it's good. And they're mo they moved on to other stuff. They're talking about other things besides Doctor Who so that they don't kill themselves. Hey, that's that's good self-care right there. When do we do that? Yeah, When's yeah. our self-care? We play D&D &D most of the time. <laughs> we switch to every other week. And also, the second you allow us to switch this to a Gilmore Girls podcast, we are there. You do that, and <laughs> I will just take eternity off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sam, um, I will say, as a husband who has tangentially watched Gilmore Girls because <laughs> I was in the room, it's not terrible. Like, it's pretty it's pretty good. <laughs> Damning with pain breeze. Yeah. By the way, is everyone watching The Last of Us? It's fucking great. Do oh, I do need to watch that. Episode three was 
devastating, but also the best episode of TV I've seen in five years. Cody says we can't watch it. Mm-mm. No. Cody's Not in my house. Not in our house. You don't like you don't like good shows. I love good shows. Yeah, we'll watch it. Maybe (laughs) we got one more. Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. We are Uh, rolling in the tweets today. Yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Let's go, Mark. We've been missed. Uh, Also, instead of tweeting like four hours before we record, I tweeted yesterday. (laughs) I actually gave people time. I even saw your tweet. We're like ten hours left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh but mark says uh it's great creepy cybermen dodgy racial stereotypes yes we're looking at you tito it's a shame mr hartnell was ill during the production of his last story but he certainly went out with a bang or with a nap nice. Ill <laughs> with a nap <laughs> oh with a bang chill come on <laughs> but was he yeah it's a bummer he missed episode three. It's, I mean, I couldn't imagine what they would do if he could show up for his last episode. <laughs> okay, we're creeping up at an hour. I have one more game I want to play. Ooh. I went through all of our Trivial Pursuit cards and pulled all the questions that are about the first Doctor. And I got about 20 questions. We'll do 10 today. We'll give everyone a chance to go first twice, if that makes sense. Okay. Difficulty is random. Some of them are really easy. Some of them will be impossible. It's just a luck of the draw. Terry, you won the last game, so I'll let you go first. Okay. What piece of jewelry does the doctor use to hypnotize Dodo? It's the last podcast we did, but we recorded it at the end of September. Oh, no. <laughs> so good luck. Is it a pocket watch? It is not. Alex, would you like to try it? Yeah, it's a ring. It is a ring. Ah. I had no idea. Good job, Alex. I I fucking pay attention. (laughs) Speaking of, Alex, it's now your turn to go first. In which 1966 story does Stephen Taylor leave the TARDIS? (laughs) I will give you multiple choice. Okay. Which... I only put four multiple choice, so there's zero chance of, uh, of me Terry getting this point Damn. unless someone guesses the same thing someone else did. <laughs> that's never happened before. Yeah, that's, that's never happened before. So I'll give you a hint. It is a story we have not watched, but we did talk about it. Mm, okay. Was it The Massacre, The Celestial Toymaker, The Savages, or The Smugglers? Those are all stories in the last season that we didn't watch because they don't exist. All of them are stories that we haven't watched? hmm They are all stories, but they're ones we did not watch. I'll say them again. The Massacre, The Celestial Toymaker, The Savages, The Smugglers. And the question is, what story did Steven leave the TARDIS? Mm-hmm. What was his final story? Oh, I thought like you meant like he stepped outside. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what was his He's final? He's the TARDIS. <laughs> I'm going to go with the toy maker. Incorrect, Jill. Name them again. The Masker, the Celestial Toy Maker, the Savages, the Smugglers. The first one. If you don't know the name, I can't give you credit. (laughs) 
repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) The the question or the answers? (laughs) The answers. What story does Steven Taylor leave the show? The Massacre. Massacre. The Celestial Toy Maker. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sam, same question. The the, the the smugglers. Oh my god. (laughs) Cody. The Celestial Toy Maker. (gasps) Terry. The Savages. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Yay! Cody said the oh, same thing Alex said, so we Terry gets the so point. We took so fucking long to get through everybody <laughs> that I forgot what Alex said. Oh, because this is a... nobody's paying attention. This is just a joy. Terry. This is a joy for everyone, even the listeners. Alex has a point. Terry has a point. Jill, it's your turn to go first. There is no multiple choice. What is the name of the first ever episode of Doctor Who? Oh my god. Can I look through my notes? Nope. No? <laughs> uh, Can I Google it? Can you tell us what it was about? <laughs> Actually. Are you guys uh, having, it was about these two teachers. trouble they with this? Go, this is easy. They follow a student into a junkyard. <laughs> this is easy. And they meet So Doctor I'm such Who. a big fan of Doctor Who. I know all the things. Actually. Pilot. <laughs> Pilot. I, I yes, like that guess. Yes, Jill. Yes. <laughs> no cap. Jill, I'm gonna need an answer. I said pilot. Oh, good good try. Uh Cody. No, I mean wait, what is the Sam after yes. Jill? Sam. The doctor. Cody? Yeah, it's Tex. No. No? Cherry. Oh, Terry, put down your Google. He's, he's busy Googling the answer. No, I Y'all, uh, y'all gonna be so mad. Nah, we won't. Uh, <laughs> trip through time. Unearthly child. Oh, yeah. Almost. It's, An it's earthly an child. Unearthly child. Right. Unearthly <laughs> trivia bullshit. No point. No trivia get bullshit. We'll get, we'll give Alex uh, a point. And unearthly child. Cody, which doctor is the Sam. first to encounter the Cybermen? Uh, Sam, Sam, which doctor is the first to encounter the Cybermen? The first doctor. Sam's got a point. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Cody, what name did Dorothy Chaplet, companion of the first doctor, commonly go by? You're fucking kidding me. Uh, Cody! (laughs) Dory. Terry? Dodo. Uh, It was Dodo. Terry has two. Alex has two. Sam has one. Terry? Yes. Back to you. What organization's round badge sits on the front of the Doctor's TARDIS? Police. There's a round white circle on the front of the TARDIS. um, England's police task force. I don't know. Alex? Is it just the police? Jill? Like the band? Like the band? <laughs> <laughs> it's a poster. It was also on Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi's TARDIS. So you've seen it a lot of times. Uh, I literally have no idea. Sam? Emergency services. Scotland Cody. Yard. You are the closest. St. John's Ambulance. Oh, the bells of St. John's. <clears throat> Fuck. Why? It's the name of an episode. Why, why though? It's it's a police box. Why is it an ambulance? What? <laughs> so weird. Alex, 
In which century did the first Doctor meet the telepathic race, the Sensorites? Was it the 51st century, the 28th, the 35th, or the 25th? 51st. Jill? Repeat the answers. <laughs> 51st, 28th, 35th, 25th. 35th. I think that's right. I <laughs> <laughs> think that's right. I don't have the cards. I don't have the cards or the answers uh, of me, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's right. hilarious. <laughs> I'll accept it. Oh no, no, it's not right. I just looked it up. Uh, who's after Jill? Sam. Repeat. Fifty first, twenty eighth, thirty fifth, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Cody. Twenty eighth. Cody gets a point. Damn I'm it. on the board. You all. Twenty eighth was said. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. Alex said fifty uh, first. That's that's the Moffat century. I, I like. I knew I that was wrong. Eleven but... questions. Mm. Who went first in that one? Is that yep. you? Alex? Happy mistake. Yeah, because I didn't get the answer. Jill, but I'm gonna. I I accidentally wrote down an extra question, so I'm gonna skip this impossible one and go to the next. Well, they're both impossible. Um. Okay. Here's a multiple choice one for you. We didn't watch his story, but we talked about it. Which historical figure does Vicky end up becoming in ancient Troy? Cressida, Cassandra, Penelope, Hermione. They're all real ancient Troy people. Christina. Uh, it's Cressida, yeah. but yes, you are correct. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wow. So she, she she becomes a real historical person when she meets Troilus and, or Troilus and marries him. So everyone has at least one. Yeah. Nice. Does Cody have? Did you? Yes, get I one? have a yep. point. <laughs> what did you get right? I don't remember. 28th century. That's yeah, Sam. That's which London landmark is home of Wotan and the War Machines? There are no multiple choice. Good luck, Sam. Uh, how many do you know? Is the real question. It's the last one. It's the last story we did. The bridge. The last first doctor. Cody. Uh, the clock tower, Big Ben. Terry? The subway system. Alex? Dude, I, I can, I can envision it. It's the fucking British Space Needle. <laughs> it does look like the Space Needle. Oh, God, I don't know, but I'm going to say the, the British, British Space Needle. Space Needle. <laughs> Jill? <laughs> Brutal. Jill. The Eiffel Tower. Nailed it. Close, Ooh. wrong country. No, I know it was, um, but I know what it is now, I think. The... Whoa, no, go I... ahead. I go... Nah. What is it? Is it Big Ben? No. That's where I say it. Okay. No. Uh, Cody said Big Ben. It's the post office tower. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. It looks There's like the space... No office tower. It looks like the Space Needle, right? Like I'm not yeah. crazy. No, you're just hell dumb. yeah. That's the best <laughs> thing. Cody, last question: your chance to get into the tiebreaker. What is the name of the female companion that Doctor meets when battling Wotan, the supercomputer, in 1960s London? Dodo. Terry. Polly. Yeah, Terry's a winner with three points. Yay! What? How does Terry know? Explain yourself. Because I watched it's the Doctor last Who. Story we watched. It's the companion that was in this you, story you mean, that we're talking about right it now. It was more 
months ago. It was how we, it, yeah, because she worked at the space. It's how we got yeah. Polly. I don't it's how even we got remember Polly. who Wotan is. Did I watch this? Wotan's oh, a was computer. Was that the one with like the southern guy on the rooftop? No, no. Wotan's a no, computer. That's way older. Wotan is the supercomputer that operated the war machines in the story The War Machines. Oh, is that the one where the doctor drove a motorcycle up a, up a building? What? Yep. No. That's that's new who. That's that's the Bells of St. John. Oh, is that really? Yeah, that's Crazy. in Technicolor. <laughs> that's the shard, completely different yeah. London Monument. I think we're past Technicolor, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> not that we we watch black and white. Everyone, shut up! Yeah, it's a Technicolor. <laughs> um, Wizard of Oz was a Technicolor. Alex, <laughs> I thought Technicolor just meant in color. <laughs> no. no, it was a particular technology that was trademarked. Uh, uh, okay, for next time, you don't have to watch anything. Great, but you have a homework assignment. No. Nope. We have watched 20 first Doctor stories. You need to put them in order of preference. Gotta be okay. reading a lot of I, plots. I have a list. I've put it one sentence plots and the companions that were in those stories, and I will post it to Discord uh, tonight. And if you have questions, just holler at me. But we're going to do a ranking episode next. I'm going to ask Twitter for their rankings, how we've done this in the past without you guys, me and Alex and Terry, is we basically just read Twitter's rankings. So people, I'll ask people for their top five. I'll assign points to the episodes based on what votes people give them. And then we'll just read those and kind of just compare them to our list as we go. And we'll laugh and cry and make fun of stuff. And then it'll just be a nice, easy, breezy episode. Beautiful oh, yeah. cover girl. <laughs> if Alex doesn't well. sneak in tooth and claw, I'm just going to be mad. <laughs> After that, I'm contemplating having us watch the Dalek movies. Um, I gave my DVDs to uh, David at the Neither Time Nor Space podcast. So I, I don't, I, because I did buy the two like special edition steelbooks for each of them. So I really just have one copy of each, but we could all get together and watch we them in the next Do month. Other people I haven't know had French onion soup in a while. Mean? No. no, they're just like special edition Blu-rays. They do them for a lot of movies and stuff. Steel cased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jill. Yep. Who's your MVP? Oof. Um. Who's Oof? <laughs> Big fan of Oof. I'm gonna say the doctor even though he really wasn't in it much because um, I'm just glad that he's gone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's the best because oh, now no. he's gone. Yeah. Glad that he died. Yeah, Oof, size um, large. Cody? Ben's overacting. Italian hands. <laughs> You know, a lot of people consider Michael Craze to be like one of the better actors that Doctor Who ever had. He just never really got a good, uh, good, uh, he, he, like chance in Hollywood or in, in acting because he's, I don't know, he's small. Terry? I am also going with Michael Craze. Hey! Noise. Um, 
we get a lot of Annika Wills on the DVD because um, she's basically the only one still alive. Um, her and the the uh, the astronaut uh, who was Williams. Yeah, so Earl Earl Cameron's on there a bunch of movies, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, she has never ever said a bad thing about Michael Craze. She's always like, he was incredible. He was such a good actor. She was like mostly a model, hasn't really done a lot of acting outside of that. But uh, ne- never a bad word for that guy. Uh, Sam? Set design. I was looking that up because I knew one of you guys was going to say it. <laughs> you know me well. Peter Kindred, who is also on the, the DVD. Uh, Alex? I'm going to go with the general, the actor. He was a real piece of shit. It was great. Robert Beatty, or, or Beatty. Ooh, he was in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, shit. Is that... I thought he was familiar. I'm going with Kit Pedler. Uh, <laughs> dude created the Cybermen. He was hired on Doctor Who as kind of like a scientific advisor, just to like kind of come up, or just kind of keep... Keep an, he, he was legitimately a scientist. He was just supposed to like keep an eye on the possibilities, articles people were writing about where science fiction could go or like where science could go in the future so that they could come up with science fiction ideas based on real scientific principles. Um, in this case, so he was part of the War Machines kind of think tank when they did that because he had read an article about combining computers over kind of like an internet and what that could do and like kind of the imagining of early stages of ai and stuff like that and then they asked him to come up with something for this kind of anything he wanted and one thing that really scared him was like the thought of altering one's body to the point where you're not a person anymore and like what happens to your soul when you have a heart transplant stuff like that yeah that's and so he's like where would where would be the the like the slippery slope of that like where the ultimate uh body kind of uh replacing take you and so they came up with the idea for the cybermen and you know we get cool stuff like a shot i mean in the last episode power of the doctor we have cybermen in it because it's still a resonating idea Dude, even even in like other ips like cyberpunk's uh anime was that exact premise like how far do you go to replace your body to like yeah. to the detriment of yourself? It's it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Edge Runners, Cyberpunk. It's great. Nerd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Am I the only one to watch it? Can right. you watch it? Uh nah, sorry. Dude, it's sick. It's real good. Hey Alex. Yeah. Do song. Uh, this has been Married to Who, our episode on the 10th planet. Uh, if you want to participate with us in t- on Twitter when we ask for tweets, uh, you can do so, Married to Who Pod. Uh, I think we still have an Instagram, Married to Who. You can find our older episodes or all of our episodes on our website, MarriedToWho.com. I'm half myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, producer Terry. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time as we rank all of our first Doctor stories.
Do <laughs> do